0: Welcome to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgem. And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker.
1: And I'm Sergeant Ackerberg.
0: On each episode of The Pillars, we find a brief resilience topic so you can practically fix any potential roadblocks you encounter and finish a better wingman, airman, and leader. So, what's
2: today's topic? Today, we're talking about video games. And I'm really excited about this because. Um, that's one of my favorite pastimes, even going back to when I was a kid. I loved, loved, loved playing video games, and I still do. But, of course, now um, having grown a little, little further in adulthood and um, having more obligations and responsibilities, it's harder to find time um, to play as much as perhaps I would like. Um, but this is a, a cool topic, I, I think, because uh, with this day and age, a lot of us are into video games in one uh, way, shape, form, or another, and they play a role in our lives that perhaps not not a lot of us really think about. I think uh, there's still the idea that these are just for fun and enjoyment.
0: Well, and what we're going to say is most people play at least six hours, but half of American households, according mm-hmm. to the ESA. They play about six hours a week of multiplayer online games. Sometimes that number can go much higher just playing in person up to 11 hours a week. And that's the average household playing a video game. So this is a part of most people's lives. Mm -hmm. We also know that the demographics have changed a lot. So 41% of U.S. gamers are actually women. And many are in that 35 and older uh, age block. So the stereotype of having the young male sitting in front of a video game is just not true anymore.
2: But that's the, the most popular image that we get when we think of somebody who plays video games, um, or certainly who devotes a lot of time to playing video games, that young, maybe teenage or college-age male. Uh, But what she says is interesting. Uh, 41% of of women play. So what kind of games are we talking about here?
0: Well, any kind of game. So when this organization goes and looks, and it's called the Entertainment Software Association, they Mm run E3, which is a big conference what they do is they go and look at anyone who plays any form of game. So that's a PC gamer, a box gamer, like an Xbox, PlayStation 4, a Switch, whatnot, any type, whether it's a 3DS or even mobile, which is quite okay. popular. So on your phone, you're playing something like games, Words with Friends or whatever game you happen to play. Mm-hmm. All of that is considered gamer, gaming. So right now, um, the average gamer is actually 35 years old from their studies.
2: No kidding. So yeah, so it's not just for young folks. And in fact, uh, one of the statistics here I thought was interesting. Um, they have a demographic for people above age 50. And, and it looks like it's fairly equivalent from male to female. About 13% of people age 50 and above are playing video games.
0: So this is a lifelong situation where we're playing games. Mm-hmm. And there's good and bad to games. So
1: So I like the multiplayer aspect as well. Mm-hmm. I, I have three older brothers. We are very competitive, and so if you can split that screen into four different ways and tear each other up by shooting shells and stuff at each other. I enjoy other stuff, but I haven't gamed as much as I used to. As being a parent, um, I tend to find that I will neglect my children if I get too (laughs) devoted and just throw some Cheerios on the ground and call it good so you can keep playing, and that is bad parenting. Um, So I know with me, I have to do moderation. Uh, Otherwise, I will... The house won't get clean. Like, nothing will happen, and then it'll be yeah. the next day, and I'm not ready.
2: Right, and so it's different from the chaplain, whereas his kids are, are older, and mm-hmm. so they're getting into games, and there's some games that he can even play with them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he's not quite ready for for you know, uh, video games, or maybe not yeah. the style that you would want to play with him.
1: Yeah, so he'll he'll hold a controller, and he'll think he's playing. Nice. And so, like, my daughter, she's seven years, so she, matter of fact, she grasps it a lot better than I can. She can beat me in a lot of the games we play uh but she um she and I will usually be playing and he'll just be holding the controller thinking he's playing um so we try to include him but at the same time we make sure there's no batteries in his controller <laughs>
2: nice so that's, I think, one of the upsides to video games is that it can inherently be a social activity, that um, something that you can use to you know, and bring your family together, something you can engage uh, in together, as long as it doesn't become all about the game, it becomes about the interaction and experience that you have. What are your favorite games? Well, I'm a bit different. So um, I actually don't enjoy the social aspect of video games. Um, for me, it's always been more of a, a solitary pleasure and that's partially because I'm an introvert. So um, while I I certainly love people and I love being around people, it's just something that saps my energy, and I think that's also because I'm, I'm a, an empathic person just by the nature of the job that I do. So um, at the end of the day, to recharge, I like to be alone, mm-hmm. and so usually I'll play you know single player RPGs, um, but it's 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 good for me because you know I love the visuals and the the gameplay. It's it's fun and it's accessible for somebody like me who's admittedly not very good at like the multiplayer shooters Um, but I I like it because I can immerse myself in that world and it gives me um, you know cool story to to get into it's almost like you're um, authoring a movie in real time and and that for me is is something I can use to rejuvenate myself Um, get that alone time that satisfaction a minimal escape from the the problems and troubles of the world um, and just get my energy back
0: What I want to do is take some of these examples we have and put it into maybe a practice you can use for yourself. And then we'll get into some of the challenges for games, too, because we want to make sure you see both the good and the bad, because obviously gaming is just part of most of our lives. About 70 percent of U.S. households, 67 percent to be specific, use um, games. So the first one is principles that you level up no matter what game you're playing pretty much you're going to level up your abilities and just like life so if you view a game like life and you take that principle back saying what you need to do to level up Well, some of that involves what I call grinding. And grinding is (laughs) that day-to-day, it's like mowing the grass in a video game. You go to an area, you've beaten over and over and over again Mm -hmm. to level up your character. And it can get boring, it can get mundane, but you keep in mind that you're leveling up your character. Mm -hmm. So a principle for your life is that to level up your ability might require the mundane. It might require something, it's not always mountaintop experiences, and they're not always terrible. They're sometimes in the middle where there's just no emotion to it. It's mowing grass. Mm -hmm. And so that's a principle. which goes to the second principle which is choosing your battles because if yeah. you if you're, if you're yeah. not if you're not ready yeah. and you try to go into another area what do you do you get totally destroyed
1: yeah and,
0: and so that's knowing like what do you need to do to level up your ability well it might be grinding but choosing your battles find your area in life that you can grow through but you don't die on your sword in every area
2: mhm I think that's something that we, we oftentimes forget is that um, part of that challenge and the journey that we face, there's there's going to be those bright moments. Um, there's going to be good things that come out of it, even while we're working towards that ultimate goal. Um, so to never lose sight of that as and,
0: well. And never stop learning. And mm-hmm. that was that's another principle is no matter what you're doing, learn from what you're doing. I can read and take several courses, read several books, and it might be one nugget. It might be one sentence in one book that you need to get out for you. So know that in the midst of sometimes the mundane and running around, you might find that legendary item mm-hmm. and they're going around and you grind, 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 and you find that one legendary thing that you've been looking for. But how did you get there? Well, you were leveling up, you were learning from your progress, you were grinding and you never stopped learning. You got better and better and better. And then kind of luck smiled on you and you found it. <laughs> um, I, and I forget who's, I think it was Dave Ramsey who said, it took me 20 years to become an overnight success. Uh, 20 years of hard work and so for us like when you're growing know that it takes no one really is an overnight success there's a long length of time to get there just Mm -hmm. like games you don't just get to the final level without using a cheat card or anything Mm -hmm. right from those days
2: yeah and there's almost always a learning curve when you first start off with a new game you know unless it's you know a standard cut and paste shooter um, that you played over and over again when you pick up a new game um, with a novel storyline different controls you have to kind of adjust to it and and Alter your perspective on that, um, on on how you approach that game.
0: Which which is the next principle of being proud of your progress, Hmm. right? Because what happens is you have to know, like, as you're going through, recognizing, like, look, I did pretty well today. But there's, I think, four options of controls on the same controller. So you toggle through multiple controls. Anyway, you have to be proud. Like, I remember I finally completed a game. Like, I did not (laughs) win, but I completed it. and said, yes, I completed it. So being proud of the progress you make. Oh, and the final principle to wrap it up is to join a guild. So the idea mm. of joining in any game, sometime, well, not every game, but in many role-playing games, you associate with a guild of some kind. That's just a grouping of people who share a common... Goal or a common identity, and you can do this through multiplayer online. Again, it varies from game to game, but the concept exists of joining a guild, finding a group of people in life that you can meet. Uh, you know, whether it's the airman identity, whether you're in a specific career field, whatever it is, finding those people who will support you through good and bad and ugly. Like they're going to be with you, and they're going to help you mm-hmm. through these areas. Someone who, when you're in the midst of the mundane, can encourage you, mm-hmm. who can help you to realize, like, dude, you know, you might not have gotten a hundred on your PT test, but man, you you got five extra points this year next year why don't you go for five more or two more like good job like that's what you need you need the guild to kind of pat you on the back
2: yeah. And you're talking about the the guild in real life. So yeah. the, those people who uh, huddle around us and we, who we all support, know each other's strengths, play off each other's strengths. Uh, what's interesting though is that your online guild can actually fulfill some of these roles too. Mm-hmm. I had a, a buddy of mine in grad school who actually did research um, and he would go into the game and solicit um, folks and, and you know all throughout the uh, server to take this survey for him. Um, and what he found was that there's a real sense of companionship and camaraderie between these these uh, people who you know, perhaps had never met before but they've been playing online together for for so long and for them it was um, something that bolstered their self-esteem that made them feel good about themselves because they were working on, on a common goal they were achieving steadily and they had something to challenge themselves with each day uh, yeah. it was something they were all in together so whether we find that in person or, or online I think it it can be a good thing and very motivating for us. I
0: agree. I recently did a wedding, and, and the wedding um, for uh, this couple, the front row, like front table, I'm, I was sitting with them, and I'm like, oh, it was a small wedding. I said, well, why were you uh, brought here? And like, oh, we're we're the, some of the best friends. Like, oh, that's great. How did you meet? Like, well, we actually years online, and they get really close, so I've seen it.
1: Yeah, Luke, my husband, he does every year. He meets up in Chicago or in Georgia, and they all, his whole guild, His buddies, they play. I don't even know these guys' real names. Like, one guy goes by Rabbit, one guy's Dirt Bomb. Like, I don't know their real names, but, I mean, Luke does. But they go and they meet and they have, like, a weekend where they hang out and they play together. Mm -hmm. Um, But then they support each other throughout the year. Like, we know about their families. We know about the babies they're having. We send them gifts. Like, it's very interesting um, to see that that is the community and I encourage people that if you can't find that community, create that community. Because sure. there's people out there that are looking for community as well, and they're looking for a guild to join.
2: And sometimes it's easier to do that online. Yep. And, and if, you're, if you do that through one of these you know, MMORPGs, then it, you're finding somebody who's of a similar interest as you right.
0: now these are a lot of good things we've talked about with gaming and mm-hmm. we would be remiss if we didn't also hit some of the <laughs> challenges with gaming
2: yes. right. so mine probably um, became readily apparent when I was talking about how I like solitary games um, so that can be taken to an extreme um, and, and I think, you know, certain points in my uh, definitely college career, if you read my five minutes to thrive, um, got to the point where I was spending five, six, you know, eight or, or so hours um, playing a game because it was so uh and rapturing, and I was just in that world. And I didn't want to pull myself out of it, but I was neglecting other responsibilities, uh, you know, classes, that whole thing I was in college for in the mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. place, uh, food, bathroom breaks, proper hygiene, that kind of thing. Um, and and I think as we grow older and we get full time jobs and we have important relationships and we you know maybe get married, have kids, those obligations um, are going to compete against our, our video game time and our, you know, what is our fun time, our, our quote unquote free time? And, and so the challenge becomes how do we balance that? Um, because it's time is a zero-sum game. You only have 24 hours a day and so you have to choose every single day how you're going to allocate it. And if you continue to uh, divest that same amount of time Um, into any activity not just video games while adding on other responsibilities you're ultimately setting yourself up for failure Mm -hmm. and so i think the biggest key that you uh, you could potentially take away from this is once again moderation
1: i agree being in mental health we've seen all kinds of folks come in in all career fields it doesn't have to be the stereotypical intel world but we have folks that come in and their spouses are ready to walk out and Mm -hmm. take the kids, or their relationships are shattered, or they're having problems um, staying awake at work. And when you kind of peel back the layers, I mean, they're spending eight hours a day uh, gaming, which I don't even know how you'd have eight hours a day to find to game. What are they sacrificing? Exactly. They're sacrificing time with their family members.
2: They're sacrificing sleep. They're sacrificing fitness. And I've seen this, uh, just as as I'm sure you have. I've Mm -hmm. seen divorces happen because... Um, one member of the relationship wasn't contributing sufficient time. They were subjugating that relationship to their desire to play video games. Yes. And this is an extreme example, mm-hmm. um, but it creeps up on you sometimes um, without your, your awareness of it even happening. You know, one hour every, every night becomes two becomes three. And then mm-hmm. you know. next thing you know, you're setting your alarm. So you can wake up at three in the morning to meet up with your Warcraft guild so you can go on a raid together. Mm-hmm. And, and so these uh, kind of things can gradually ease into an unhealthy lifestyle, which is why I think it's important that you set boundaries mm-hmm. when it comes to, to gaming. So um, take, take a, a solid look at what your obligations are. Um, whether that's work, friends, family, your physical health, your mental and emotional health—not saying that these can't go hand in hand with games, and in fact, in some some cases, they do. Uh, as much as you can combine those as possible, you know, certainly go for it if you can play games with your kids or spouse or or with your friends. Um, but video games should not be the priority because at the end of the day, it's it's something that we do for leisure. It's supposed to be fun. Unless you're a world champion, you know. Yeah, (laughs) okay.
0: So Jane McGonigal, she's a TED speaker. She wrote the book Reality is Broken, Mm. uh, Why Games Make Us Better and How They Can Change the World. She had a quote, a game's an opportunity to focus our energy with relentless optimism. It's something we're good at or getting better at and enjoy. In other words, gameplay is the direct emotional opposite of depression. So sometimes we can use games as a numbing agent. In other words, we have a lot of challenges, and we say, well, at least we don't drink or we don't do drugs or we don't do this, so we'll just go game. And we have to be cautious of that. But one thing we can do is to gamify our life. So how mm-hmm. do we do it? I gave you some principles already of the idea of leveling up your abilities, choosing your battles, you know, uh, learning all the time, uh, being proud of your progress, joining a guild. But you can actually do this practically. Jane McGonigal set up a website called Super Better. Mm. And if you go Google Super Better, it's actually a way to gamify your life. So, for instance, you could say plus one, listen to this podcast, plus one, went to um, fitness today. And you give yourself points to level yourself up. Mm. Uh, Some folks have used this for medicine and so forth. Like, let's say they need to be reminded to take meds and they they gamify that so like oh, i always forget this or i always forget that you get the plus 1 and there's a community of people to support you now that's mm. just one example you can create this at home with a sheet of paper and put it on your fridge and you can use this with your kids too like leveling up not mm-hmm. just the idea of and in fact it works sometimes better than the normal money Motivation, And it's amazing to see how kids will level themselves up. Plus one did dishes, plus one brought laundry down, plus one made bed, whatever it may be, <laughs> finding a way to really grow yourself. And when you take this gamification and put it to any area of your life, fitness is just the easiest one to present here. So I do this in the morning and I have a fitness journal. You ever can stop me at the Shell Bank Fitness Center. You'll find it and I'll show it to you. But it, it's a way for me to put little impact of saying like look, look i did better i did better i plus one here plus one there mm. and it it gives a psychological win which helps me to go on and there's a chemical release that's positive and so forth we won't get into that I think <laughs> the brain science but the bottom line of it is it works it's gamifying fitness you can yeah, gamify you're anything.
2: reinforcing uh, yourself and this is what all these games do they're they're created to reinforce that behavior and they mm-hmm. want you to keep going and keep going and it can become an addiction but if you can harness that power and control it yourself then now you're reinforcing positive behaviors on your own end
1: And another thing I'd like to add is um, if you are gaming or when you game, uh, what are you drinking with (laughs) your gaming? Uh, A real big thing I see a lot of people do is they will have beverages, alcoholic Mm -hmm. beverages with their gaming. And that's a slippery slope as well, Um, especially if you're using it for numbing. You maybe don't have good boundaries on your gaming in general, and you don't know moderation. You probably don't know moderation in your alcohol as well. And so just take take some time, think about kind of what is your – gaming situation are you in the healthy parameters or can you make some changes to kind of be healthy give focus back to your family or the responsibilities that you need
2: that's a really good point and and alcohol does not make you better at gaming it does
1: not (laughs) you may think you're better but you are not better
2: and i think it actually takes away from uh, the enjoyment you could be getting Mm -hmm. out of gaming um so, because it's just another distraction, it's another numbing agent. Definitely. And so, I, I think that's a, a very good point. Maybe um, if you're used to to having a beverage or two or 17 when you mm-hmm. game, um, maybe think about having a, a gaming episode where you don't do any of that and mm-hmm. just see how that feels. See if it's any different. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Well. We want to thank you today for listening to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgem,
2: I'm Dr. Walker.
1: And I'm Sergeant Ackerberg.
0: Until next time, if you need us, please reach out to us on the global address list. Finally, we want to thank you for what you do for our nation, and we just hope you have a great day.